Welcome in, everyone, to another edition of the Lucky Shots Podcast, week five of the fantasy season. And uh, hey, I picked up win number two in three leagues, so that's that's something. Uh, what would that make me, two and seven throughout fantasy this year? Pretty, pretty rough struggle. Uh, hopefully, you guys are doing quite a bit better. But we are hopping into week five this week, uh, getting close to the bye weeks. Those are coming up, I believe, in week six next week, uh, not this coming week. So that's something to look out for. But let's hop right into it. Let's get into the injury report. Some of the top names that went down this uh, week and what to expect from them. Tua went down with uh, what seems like his second concussion in two weeks. This one was pretty gnarly. Looked like he got knocked out. Uh, Fingers all going crazy. Didn't look good. Didn't look good at all. Uh, He's already been ruled out going into this uh, week of week five. So hopefully, hope for a speedy recovery from him. And hopefully see him back Um Obviously not this week, maybe next week or the week after. Hopefully not a lengthy uh, injury for him. Then you had Cordero Patterson. He sustained a knee injury. They pretty much immediately put him on the IR. So he's out for at least, I think it's four to five weeks, possibly six. Uh, So he's going to be out for a lengthy amount of time. Going to have to start making moves because... Probably you already had him in your starting lineup for most of the year. Um, Now you're going to have to pivot to something else. Anybody else in the Falcons backfield? I mean, there's Tyler Algier, but I don't know how much I would trust that. So going to have to figure out a way to pivot there as well. Then you had Javante Williams. This one hurts me a lot uh, as a Broncos fan. He had a knee injury, tore his ACL, LCL, He's out for the season. Uh, that that screws me over in two leagues. One league, I traded away Clyde Edwards-Alaire to get DeAndre Swift, leaving me with only two healthy running backs. Now Javante goes down. I only have one healthy running back for the next couple weeks. Uh, so you can look at maybe throwing Mike Boone into your lineup, uh, or possibly you can trade low for Melvin Gordon. Uh, can't really trust Gordon. He's... He's fumbled once in every single game this year, um, so an increased workload only kind of makes that problem more frequent. Hopefully not, um, but he's he's somebody that you're definitely going to have to work around and pivot to because he's not going to be back uh, for the rest of the year. Jonathan Taylor had an or sustained an ankle injury this past week. Everything came back negative. Should be okay, and he is expected to play. Uh, let's see if there's any any sort of news uh, early this morning on Jonathan Taylor's status. Because as of yesterday, I did not see anything um, pertaining to you know any other news besides that everything came back negative. Um, doesn't doesn't look like it. So he last I saw everything's negative. He should play this week. Um, going up against Denver, it's been kind of tough sledding for him already. Um, again, the Colts need to lean on him to win football games. We'll just have to see. Um, 
if you have a pivot option, it might not be the worst idea to pivot away from him this week. And then how about the rookie that uh, has has been doing pretty decent in fantasy lineups? Jahan Dotson sustained a hamstring injury, expected to be out this week, maybe next. Uh, gonna uh, He at least is at a deeper position of wide receiver. Hopefully you have more to pivot around to uh, than just Jahan Dotson. But that one's kind of tough, too, because he he was a super late pick, if not a waiver wire pickup, and did pretty well for you. And now he's going to be out a couple weeks. Um, so that's going to be that's going to be tough as well. But enough of the injuries. Let's get into last week's heroes, villains and good Samaritans. How about this? I called my shot last week with Geno Smith. And how about that football game between the Detroit Lions and the Seattle Seahawks? It was fantasy points galore. Your top two hero quarterbacks, Jared Goff and Geno Smith. Goff had 378 yards with four touchdowns and an interception for 33.22 fantasy points. And Geno had 320 passing yards for two touchdowns. 49 yards on the ground and a rushing touchdown, giving him 31.7. Huge game. Uh, you'll see that when we get to a couple other guys on uh, these lists. But if you started anybody from that game, you probably had a really good week. The villains at the quarterback position, you had Carson Wentz. A couple straight weeks of just tough Tough fantasy outings for him. 170 yards, two touchdown or one touchdown, two interceptions, only 7.3 fantasy points. And Trevor Lawrence, Jaguars have had a pretty good season. Looked pretty good. Trevor Lawrence has looked all right. Not in this game. It looked a lot like last year. Uh, he had 174 passing yards, uh, two touchdowns, an interception, and fumbled the ball four times, only giving him 5.66 fantasy points this week. Good Samaritans. How about the quarterback three and four? Russell Wilson finally getting stuff done. He had 237 passing yards, two touchdowns, 29 yards on the ground, and a rushing touchdown, giving him 27.48 fantasy points. Um it, he, he still scored fantasy points, and it still looked terrible for the Broncos' offense. So now with Javante out, they're going to have to lean on Russ Moore. Hopefully they figure out we need to make an offense around Russ, not force Russ into our idea of an offense. Uh, see, if, see if that works, but it's decent to see him actually up into the top five for fantasy quarterbacks finally. Uh, and how about this guy as well? Tom Brady, the quarterback four. He had 385 passing yards and three touchdowns, giving him 25.4 fantasy points. Finally, that offense started moving a bit. They were down quite a bit the entire game uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs. But it is promising to see that the Bucks offense moved the football. Unlike past weeks, they're actually moving. Tom Brady putting up fantasy points. At the running back position, Austin Eckler, finally, finally, I've had him for the whole season, been waiting, been waiting, been waiting. How about this week? He had 60 rushing yards, 
with two rushing touchdowns. He caught six passes for 49 yards and a touchdown through the air, giving him 34.9 fantasy points. Finally, three touchdowns. Uh, let's, ho- let's hope that continues uh, throughout the rest of the season and he doesn't have another dry spell like he did to start the year. And Josh Jacobs, another guy who's been just sitting around, not making much happen. He made it happen this week. 144 rushing yards, two touchdowns, five catches for 31 yards, giving him 34.5 fantasy points. In the villains category, we just talked about him. He did have an ankle injury, so he went out a little early, but had he didn't have opportunities. The Colts had opportunities to give him the football inside the 10-yard line yet again. They threw it every time. Jonathan Taylor, 42 rushing yards in one catch, only 3.3 fantasy points. Another super tough week, and it's very annoying the fact that if you drafted him, you either drafted him with the first pick or the second pick. Depending on who took who first, this is not what you want out of your uh, fantasy running back. It's just not. There's no way that you can be content with having Jonathan Taylor just just put up three points, and he was your first pick. Do you start pivoting from him? Do you panic? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, we saw Derrick Henry. He was another top running back, but he's starting to get into it. Taylor's had one really good week, and that's it. I don't know if the Colts are going to realize at any point that he's your guy, but it's been tough sledding, and... Maybe if you're looking to move him, he may still have value with his name. Maybe go try to get something else um, and just cross your fingers. He doesn't do anything else if you do trade him away. And then James Robinson, who's been a stud the past few weeks, he only had 29 rushing yards. That was it. 2.9 fantasy points. Not a lot to talk about there. Good Samaritans. We're going to go with the running back three and four. Again, we've got Miles Sanders, 134 yards, two rushing touchdowns, two catches for 22 yards, 29.6 fantasy points. That's that's nice to see. You really hope to get that kind of production out of Miles Sanders. He is that kind of talented back. He just doesn't do it. So this week, seeing that, super nice. Hoping that you can continue that for the rest of the year because he was solid. And then the running back four, we just talked about the game of Seattle and Detroit. Well, Rashad Penny, he got his. He had 151 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and a catch for 29.7 fantasy points, leaving him at the running back four position. He's another guy that you probably could get him really late, not really knowing what Seattle's offense is going to look like, what running back they're going to use. Hopefully they can continue to use him in this manner because 151 yards, you don't do that by accident. Uh, So great game from him. Moving on to the wide receiver position, Justin Jefferson, let's go, got back into the mix. He had 10 catches, 147 yards and a rushing touchdown for 31 fantasy points. And then we just talked about Tom Brady in that offense, getting the ball moving. How about Mike Evans, eight catches, 103 yards, and two touchdowns, giving him 30.3 fantasy points. Your villains, a guy who just had a big week last week. I traded for him because I was like, okay, the upside's there. I see it. Devontae Smith only had three catches for 17 yards. 
leaving him with 4.7 fantasy points. And the next guy who's been really consistently in that top 15, top 10 uh, category for wide receivers, you have Amari Cooper, one catch, nine yards. Don't know why we steered away from him, Browns, because he's been the most consistent thing. Maybe they just bottled him up. Uh, But one catch for nine yards is not what you expected when you put in Amari Cooper this week. Good Samaritans. We're going to go with a wide receiver five and seven because we're just going to continue to pound the point home that Detroit versus Seattle was a monstrous fantasy game. Wide receiver five was DK Metcalf. He had seven catches and 149 yards, 21.9 fantasy points, no touchdown. But the fact that you can score in the 20s without a touchdown just gives you so much hope that when you do hit that touchdown, you're going to have a 30 point wide receiver. And then at wide receiver seven, Amon Ross St. Brown? No, he was out this week. So Josh Reynolds stepped up in a big way. Seven catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown, giving him 21.1 fantasy points. I'm not going to tell you to go out and get Josh Reynolds. Uh, As soon as Amon Ross St. Brown is back, he will continue to do what he's been doing all year. And Josh Reynolds will revert back to the position of what he had before uh, this week. But heck of a way to step up. And if you did have Amon Ross St. Brown and you said, heck, I'll just throw in Josh Reynolds, you had yourself a good day. And then pound the point home that this was a fun fantasy football game. TJ Hawkinson led all fantasy scores this week, and it's a huge thing because he has been doing nothing. Um, Huge game for him. Eight catches, 179 yards, and two touchdowns, leaving him with 39.9 fantasy football points. And then Moali Cox must have watched the show last week when I said, Moali Cox who? Go Jelani Woods. Moali Cox said, I'm here, sir. Six catches, 85 yards, two touchdowns for 26.5 fantasy points. Um, Not the Colts tight end that I was hoping would get those two touchdowns, but he was. And what a game for him. Villains at the tight end position. Darren Waller, where are you at? You have barely made yourself relevant to us this season. This game was no different. Three catches, 24 yards for 5.4 fantasy points. As being regarded as one of the top five tight ends, that is not the production you need. And it's been about what he's been doing all season long. So again, he's a guy. Maybe if you can move him, try to move him. Herb Smith. A guy we were high on a couple weeks ago because we were like, oh, finally, he got all these targets. He got touchdowns. He looked good. They're going to start giving him the ball. They're not. Three catches, 23 yards, 5.3 fantasy points. Um, I mean, when Justin Jefferson's on, no one else really can be bothered to be on. So Justin Jefferson had himself a huge game. It's going to affect everyone else around him in a negative way. Good Samaritans. How about the tight end for Gerald Everett? Uh, Five catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown for 17.1 fantasy points. And the tight end six. We had a change at quarterback for Pittsburgh. Finally, Kenny Pickett went in, and he loves himself some Muth, some Pat Fryer Muth. Seven catches, 85 yards, giving him 15.5 fantasy points. And I believe Friar Muth led the entire receiving core with uh, target share. He was looked at most by Kenny Pickett, which makes sense. 
young rookie quarterback going to look to the big target on the field, and that was Pat Fryermuth. That is Pat Fryermuth. I think you can continue to expect this. I think Kenny Pickett playing now really drives up the value of uh, the Muth. So let the Muth lose. Let's have some fun with Pat Fryermuth. All right, so let's take a look at the rest of the season. The top guys at each position, I think, are going to finish at number one just based on what we've seen so far and uh, what they've got coming up and what they have in the playoffs for you that will help you have huge games in those key pivotal uh, moments at the end of the season. Quarterback, I think Lamar Jackson's got it locked up. Uh, he's just playing so well. Yeah, Josh Allen's also playing well. I think Josh Allen outscored him this week. Uh, but on average, Lamar's sitting at 28.83 fantasy points. He has three games with three touchdowns or more. We've only had four games in the season. Uh, and these are his games until the bye week, which is we're starting to get into those. But it's really favorable. He's got Cincinnati, the Giants, Cleveland, New Orleans, Tampa Bay's maybe the only one where you're going to be a little shaky on it. But that's four more games with probably the upside of top three quarterback and the downside of maybe like top five at no no less than top ten. So um, it's going to be a really good stretch of games before that bye week as well. And then once you get to the playoffs, he's got Cleveland, Atlanta, and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh may be the only one that's like iffy because by that time you expect them to have TJ Watt back. Um, Maybe, maybe not. So it's just really favorable for him and he's already putting up great numbers, already averaging that many points and he's going to score you touchdowns. He is much better than the alternative of having Matt Stafford who apparently just doesn't know what touchdowns are this year uh, for a Rams team that won the Super Bowl and now they look terrible. So I think Lamar Jackson will be your quarterback one to finish the season. And if you've got him, that playoff schedule is very, very nice. Then how about Saquon? Saquon Barkley going to be the number one running back, I believe, by the end of this season. Uh, He's averaging 21 and a half points right now. He only has one game under 15 points. Um, Excuse me, but I would love to have a running back who I can count on at least 15 points out of every week, if not more. Uh, I do not currently have that. Only two unfavorable games uh, looking at the rest of the schedule, really. He's got Jacksonville in week seven. Jacksonville's defense has showed they're kind of good. And then Dallas's defense in week 12. But you shouldn't really be worried about that either because he already scored 22.6 fantasy points against them. So... Uh, that one should be okay. And then you look at his playoff schedule. Washington, going to be pretty pretty easy there. Minnesota and Indy. Indy hasn't stopped anything. They are like the like a flag in the breeze. They just let everything through. Um, so I think Saquon going for the rest of the year is going to sit again above 20 fantasy points a game, if not more. And I think he'll uh, land himself inside that top fantasy running back spot. Then at wide receiver, we're going to go Justin Jefferson. Um, He's averaging 21.4 fantasy points right now. Uh, 
He only has one game under 10 targets. And you know me, if you watch the show, I love one thing about wide receivers and it's targets. Give me a guy who gets a lot of targets. And, you know, if if you're getting targets, the best thing is you're having opportunities to score fantasy football points. So uh, I just like him this week or this year three tough matchups uh for the rest of his schedule you've got miami buffalo and dallas miami who knows that defense is either really good or lets one guy go off it's gonna be in my mind a tough matchup buffalo we already know that they're just a absolutely stout defense and dallas again um just have been really, really good. But his playoff matchups, super favorable. He's got Indy, the Giants, and the Packers. So not only is he going to continually put up numbers for you throughout the rest of the year, but he's also going to have a really, really good set of matchups for your fantasy playoffs. And then Mark Andrews, I mean, if you look at the tight end position, it's super weak. It's either Mark Andrews or it's Travis Kelsey. I'm going to say Mark Andrews. Um, He's averaging 17.1 fantasy points so far. He has two 20-plus point games. And he only has three tough games on his schedule uh, from the looks of it with Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, and Denver. But he's got three touchdowns in four weeks. His fantasy playoffs are Cleveland, Atlanta, and Pittsburgh, much like Lamar Jackson. Um so if, if you bet into the Baltimore Ravens this year, got those two guys, um, I think you're going to do pretty all right for fantasy the rest of the season. Now let's get into the week four outlook. We'll kind of dive into matchups. Uh, who who do I like this week? We'll start with Arizona. They're going to be against Philly. At the quarterback position, you got Kyler Murray. Uh, he's, he's currently the sixth quarterback right now doing all right, but he's not giving you the explosiveness that you would have expected when you drafted Kyler Murray. Um, Three games over 20, but his highest performance is 25.8. It's kind of tough. Going up against Philly now this week, um, Philly's a stout defense. They're third against quarterbacks, so it's kind of unfavorable, but again, you probably don't have many pivot options if you do have Kyler. So you're just going to have to plug, play, and pray. Hope that he hope that he gets a decent game. The running back position, you got James Conner for Arizona. Philly's only 17th against running backs. Conner's projected 12.9. Um, but if you look at his past games, 7, 8, 10, hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. Just... Not giving you the output that he did last year. He's the running back 28. I I would fade him, but with the injuries at the running back position, if you had Javante Williams and James Connors, your other guy, you can't you can't bench James Connors. So you again just kind of have to hope that he gets there. Then for the wide receiver position in Arizona, DeAndre Hopkins, one more week. One more week and we get Diop. I'm really banking on that. I've got him in two leagues sitting on my bench. But how about Marquise Brown? I think he's going to be just fine. Philly's 16th against the wide receiver position. He is currently number six. Coming off of back-to-back 20-point games. 
Uh, in the last three games, he hasn't had less than 10 targets, 11, 17 and 11. Um, so again, I love guys who get targets. If he's going to continue to get targeted 10 times a game, he's going to continue to put up 20 fantasy points for you. Um, so I, I like him. Rondell Moore, AJ Green, not really a fan. Um, you know, Greg Dortch has been somebody who's been kind of a low flex play uh, for this year, but it's been because Rondell Moore uh, and AJ Green have been like shaky in out. I don't know what has Rondell Moore done. Yeah, last week was his first week back, and that cut into Dortch. So. If you're going to start any of those guys in Arizona, I would just take Marquise Brown. And then you can start Zach Ertz as well. He's been pretty much the one of the only tight ends that consistently gets 10 points a game. So it's hard to bench a guy that gets you that consistent amount of points when the rest of that position can't do much for you. But let's look at Philly in that matchup. You got... I believe, let's see, Jalen Hurts. You got the quarterback three in Jalen Hurts. Uh, Arizona's 19th against the quarterback position. Hurts, you know, had his lowest game of the season actually last week. But again, we talked about Jacksonville is a very, very good defense. Uh, I think he bounces back this week. Has another huge top five uh, fantasy quarterback week. So you should be just fine there. Miles Sanders. Arizona's 22nd or 21st against the running back position. Sanders coming off a huge game. How about we say he just continues that uh, into this week going up against a fairly weak uh, Arizona defense. Then you got AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Arizona's eighth against the wide receiver position. So they give points to the quarterback, not so much the wide receiver. So, A.J. Brown, I think, you know, he's projected 17. I think he's the smash play uh, because Jalen's got to throw the ball somehow to get his fantasy points. Devontae Smith, a guy that you might have to fade off of this week uh, because I only see room with, with a defense that's eighth against wide receivers. I only see room for one of them to have a good game. So I believe that's going to be A.J. Brown. And then the tight end position, uh, Arizona's dead last against the tight end position. So smash play uh, Dallas Goddard in that matchup uh, for this week. How about we look at, let's look at Buffalo going up against Pittsburgh. I think you smash play everyone, everyone. Get Josh Allen in there for a 30 to 40 point game. Stephon Diggs, Pittsburgh's 28th against uh, the wide receiver position. That's going to be a 20-point performance out of him. Maybe you can get another 15 out of Devin Singletary this week. Uh, he, he's he been kind of a surprise so far this fantasy season. Single digits in week one and two, but then a 24-point performance, 11.6. So it's at least not single digits the last two weeks. So he might be good as well. But Buffalo going up against... Pittsburgh, we just talked about Pittsburgh made the move to Kenny Pickett. Uh, but do do we trust anything in this offense going up against Buffalo? Buffalo is so good. Um, you got Deontay Johnson as the highest projection out of that. 
I just don't like anything in this matchup. Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, Kenny Pickett. I mean, Pat Fryermuth, possibly, or even George Pickens, possibly, because both those guys were the top two targeted people by Kenny Pickett last week. Um, so that may account to something. Uh, and if they can get some sort of targets, you know, maybe maybe that's good. But uh, any any team against Buffalo, it's just going to be tough. Now let's look at Dallas going up against the Rams. How about the Rams just not looking good at all in any sense of the word? Just tough. So Dallas, I think this week you can be very happy in playing anybody. Anybody. I mean, the Rams are 31st against the wide receiver position. So smash play C.D. Lamb, who's had, I think, back-to-back really good weeks. Uh, 22 and 21 in the last two weeks. It was against New York, uh, the Giants, and Washington. But finally, he got touchdowns. He had 12 targets and 8 targets. Uh, But easily against the Rams, who just have been not good at all so far. Go ahead and play them. Cooper Rush. Now let's let's take a look if we think we can stream him this week. I mean, if you have Tua and you have no other backup, Cooper Rush is sitting on the waiver wire. The Rams are 15th against the quarterback, or no, 21st against the quarterback. Rush is uh, projected 15. I, I think you can solidly play Cooper Rush this week. I'm not going to give the call out like I did Geno Smith last week, but I think he's very playable. Uh, and if you have CD lamb, that's, that's a decent play there. Uh, so I think Cooper rush will be all right this week as well. Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard, who, who gets it this week? The Rams are first though, against the running back position. It's a split backfield. Sometimes it's Tony Pollard running for 100 yards. Sometimes it's Zeke getting all the carries and Tony Pollard just getting receptions. I think you steer away from both of those teams this week or both of those running backs this week um, because that's just that's going to be messy. And with the number one uh, defense against running backs, just just steer away from that. Also, in that matchup, you got Cooper Cup. I don't even need to tell you to play Cooper Cup. You're going to play Cooper Cup, period. I mean, 26 points last week, 19 targets, 14 catches. It's insane, okay? Week one, 15 targets, 13 catches, 128 yards. Week two, 14 targets, 11 catches, 108 yards, two touchdowns. This week, 19 targets, 14 catches, 122 yards, 26 fantasy points. Had he put a touchdown on the board, that would have been his best fantasy day of the season. Um, so the thing is with those stat lines, he doesn't even need touchdowns to get you a 20 point game. So you're, you're smashing that play every single week this week. Doesn't matter that it's against Dallas. Doesn't matter that it's probably going to be Trayvon Diggs on him. He's going to be fine. He's going to get 15 targets. You're going to be okay. Matt Stafford, I fade him. I throw him on not only on my bench, I throw him back on the waiver wire, put him out on the street, make him homeless. Um, there's there's no way I'm starting. I'm starting him. Seven points week one. He's only had one week of decency, and that was 18 points. That wasn't even that good. And then 10 
And then six. I mean, no, I'm not playing Matt Stafford. The man can't throw a touchdown. He can't do anything for your fantasy team. If Hopefully you picked up Zach Wilson last week because he's a better play. And I just, I'm not a fan of Matt Stafford not throwing touchdowns. That affects Tyler Higby as well. Higby did all right. Uh, he had 14 targets for 10 catches and 70, uh, 17 points. So he still might be all right. But um, really the only thing I'd be comfortable playing in that um, game for the Rams is Cooper Cup. So that that's all the advice I can give you. I would steer away from literally everything else. Now let's move on to the Minnesota, or not Minnesota, Miami versus uh, Jets game. Let's take Zach Wilson again this week. Uh, I started him last week. First game back, did did all right. I think he had 18.7 points, so didn't completely bomb for you. Did pretty all right. Had a uh, receiving touchdown. Jets got into their bag of tricks, and uh, he caught a pass for a touchdown, so that was big. But the main thing is Miami's 31st against uh, fantasy quarterbacks. Wilson's projected 16 last week. It wasn't a disaster. And now he's going up against a team that gives up more fantasy points uh, than almost anybody to the quarterback position. So I think he's pretty good for this week. Brees Hall, uh, with the current state of running backs, yeah, you can put him in your running back too or definitely flex spot. Back-to-back weeks of 15 points. Um, Miami's only 15th against running backs. Pretty middle of the pack. I'm not too worried about that. So you can go ahead and be fine there. Now the problem is with choosing Zach Wilson, saying he's fine to play. Who's he going to throw to? You got Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Tyler Conklin. I mean, it just it wasn't good for Garrett Wilson last week. Elijah Moore had four targets. Uh, Tyler Conklin had five it was pretty spread out. So you kind of just have to be like, who's going to score the touchdown. Um, I would expect it to be one of the receivers and maybe two of the receivers can score touchdowns, but Miami's 24th against the receiver position. Uh, I think you can look at Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore and Corey Davis all with kind of the same scope, see them all the same way and just choose who you think um, is going to be a better fit for your lineup this week. Uh, and play them. Now looking at Miami in this matchup, no Tua. It's going to hurt him, I think. I Teddy Bridgewater came in, didn't do a whole lot, only 193 passing yards. He tried to kind of push the ball deep to Tyreek a little bit last week, um, but that that's really the only play I would have. Tyreek had 14 catches, uh, or 14 targets, 10 catches, 160 yards, 25 points. He's really the only one I can see playing. Um, Jalen Waddle probably could be all right as well, but he's going to be a lower end flex play in my opinion. Um, and then looking at the messy running back position, Raheem Mostert seems to be the guy that's taking over. So I guess I would I would start him uh, in the running back climate that we have now. Um, but Tyreek is really the only one that I can look at and say, confidently play him and be happy about it. Let's look at the Giants and Green Bay game. That's going to be in London this week. Uh, Saquon 
He's going to be the running back one for the whole season. Don't need to talk about him too much, but he is having a heck of a year. Then let's look at any of the wide receiver position. Um, I'd probably I'd probably only play Saquon. That's it. Uh, Daniel Jones, maybe, but he's questionable. Green Bay seventh against quarterbacks. I don't think that's going to be all that great. And then we don't know where the where the wide receivers lie uh, right now. You have Richie James, Wandale Robinson, Kadarius Toney, uh, Darius Slayton. Yeah, it's just, it's a mess for that whole team. Um, so I, I'm... St- I'm starting Saquon, and that's about it. Let's look at Green Bay then in this matchup. Aaron Rodgers. Do we trust Aaron Rodgers yet? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to play him going up against the Giants. I think it's going to be a good game, honestly. The Giants, um, they're not terrible. I think they're – are they – hold on. Let's see what the record is. I think they're 3-1. and one. Yeah, they're 3-1, and one, so uh, they're not doing awful – Green Bay hasn't necessarily blown the socks off anybody, but um, I I still think it's going to be okay for Aaron Rodgers. A.J. Dillon or Aaron Jones, that's, again, just a question of who scores the touchdown, in my opinion. Um, But it could be another Aaron Jones show, so we'll have to see. (coughs) And then Romeo Dobbs is probably who I would be most excited to start at wide receiver. Uh, The Giants are number one against the wide receiver position, but that pretty much gets negated in a Green Bay offense where if Aaron Rodgers has one target that he likes, he's going to just continually throw to him. Dobbs has been that guy the past uh, two weeks. He's gotten eight targets both weeks and a touchdown. So I think Dobbs is going to be the lesser than equivalent to Devontae Adams for this season. See if it works out for the rest of the year. Now let's take a look at Detroit. St. Brown should be back this week. Goff had a great week last week, as did Jamal Williams. Where do we sit with TJ Hawkinson? Uh, So you're going to start Amon Ross St. Brown if he is playing. He's projected 17.8. New England's 14th against the wide receiver position. So he's a guy that you just have... Set it and forget it. 20 points in week one, 39 in week two, 13 in week three, but he was kind of hobbled through that uh, and didn't play last week. So hopefully the injury that he has sustained is going to be all right. Uh, He's the wide receiver seven on the year. So if he is playing, you're putting him in. Jared Goff, why not? He just had the quarterback one week last week. um, And he's going up against New England, who's 24th against quarterbacks. I think I think you can expect another pretty good week out of Jared Goff. And how many times have we been able to say that in fantasy football that you can get Jared Goff into your lineup and be like, I'm okay with that. Uh, Jamal Williams, again, throw him in there. Smash start. Uh, yeah, New England's fourth against running backs, but Jamal Williams is just a guy that produces. 24 in week three, 23 last week, 16 in week one. He's got, and this this is the crazy stat line for you. Two touchdowns in week one. Two touchdowns in week three. Two touchdowns in week four. Um, he, he's obviously, and most people, if you had DeAndre Swift, you've got Jamal Williams, so you're going to have to play him in his place anyway. But heck of a play uh, 
again this week, I think. Now, where do we sit with TJ Hawkinson? I don't know. If Amon Ross St. Brown is in, I don't trust it as much. With Amon Ross St. Brown in, he's got 7, 5, and 10 for fantasy points. That's that's just not going to cut it, uh, especially if you're going to chase the points of he got 40 last week. I just don't see that happening this week again. I think it'll be decent, possibly 10 to 12, but another 39-point performance. I don't think we have that on tap for TJ Hawkinson this week. But let's look at New England now, who surprisingly gave Green Bay a run for their money last week with uh, a third-string quarterback. This week could be Brian Hoyer, could be Bailey Zappi. I'm not starting any one of their quarterbacks. Where we need to look at starting people is either uh, Ramondre Stevenson or Damian Harris. I say you can start both. I think you could throw both into your lineup and feel just fine this week. Detroit's 31st against uh, running backs. You got Stevenson, who is kind of pacing the backfield with carries. But then you have the uh, Damian Harris, who's scoring the touchdowns. And he's got three straight weeks with a touchdown. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm going to take that every single week. So going up against Detroit, who's terrible against running backs, those are the two big-time plays I would go with. And then who do you look at at wide receiver? I don't know. Devontae Parker's had a couple pretty good weeks. Uh, just kidding. He had a touchdown last week. That's what made it a decent week. But yeah, I'm not trusting the quarterbacks. I'm not going to trust the wide receivers. We're only going to trust the running backs in that game. But we'll have to see kind of just how that's going to go. All right, let's see. We'll look at one more game here. Uh, Let's see what we want to look at. How about we look at the Minnesota and Chicago game? A game where you don't think we're going to have a lot of points. You might be right. Jefferson is a smash play. He had a huge week last week. Going up against Chicago, who is second against fantasy wide receivers, but... I, I'm not going to read too much into that. Uh, Justin Jefferson had a huge week. He's going to have another one. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I think you can expect garbage time kind of uh, stats from him, which is pretty much the only reason you draft Kirk Cousins if you do. Um, and Chicago's 13th against the quarterback position. So I think you can plug in Kirk Cousins this week and be just fine with that. Dalvin Cook looked all right last week. Looked pretty dang good last week, uh, football-wise. And... Had a 10-point game. Uh, I've, I'm pretty sure he was pretty limited last week, too. So I think you can expect an uptick from him this week. Chicago's 24th against the running back position. Uh, do we do we like Irv Smith at all? No, we don't like Irv Smith at all. Uh, but now that I'm down on him, he's probably going to have a good week. So take that with your grain of salt. But uh, we'll look at Chicago now. David Montgomery looking to be the guy who paces it. Um, he did not play last week. Got hurt week three. Only had one fantasy point. Um, but Minnesota's 27th against the run. So this is a toss-up because do you want to play Khalil Herbert, who had 11 points last week, 19 carries, 77 yards, just didn't have the touchdowns that he did in week three. 
and know that he is going to be there, just may not be in because David Montgomery is going to play? Or do you trust that David Montgomery is going to be able to play a healthy game? Uh, you know, it's a knee and ankle injury. So even if he does play, what are the chances he re-aggravates it? So I would probably play Khalil Herbert and just be safer. And I don't expect Montgomery, even if he does play the whole game, to do a whole lot because he just he hasn't this year. You're sitting with he had a 15 point game, but didn't score a touchdown. So, I mean, I'm leaning off of that. Do we trust Justin Fields yet? Um, let's go with no. <laughs> 13 points, 8 points, 4 points, 10 points. He's not a guy that you can count on in fantasy. Um, if you are a Bears fan, you might like seeing him playing, but like it's it's just not good. Um, you know, I don't know why I looked at this game because Chicago is just going to be a crapshoot of fantasy points. You don't know where you're going to get them from. So, it's going to be a fun week. Uh, I, I think there's some more games that there can be plenty of fantasy points had. Um, mainly the Detroit game because Detroit's defense is like, eh, just go through so we can get the ball back and try to score too. So I think that'll be a pretty fun game. But let's get to my love-hates for the rest of this show. Zach Wilson going up against Miami. He had 18 0.8 fantasy points last week in his debut. This week he's projected 16.6. Miami gives up uh, an average of 22.16 fantasy points to the quarterback position, and they've given up the four or the fifth most touchdowns to quarterbacks through these first four weeks. I think Zach Wilson. He had a good start. He's now going to go up against a fairly weak defense and a team that doesn't have their starting quarterback. So I I think everything just kind of is going to line up for Zach Wilson to have a really good game this week. Um, And I I bet you he gets over 20. I don't think it's going to be the uh, Geno Smith effect that we had last week in my love list, but uh, I I think you can confidently start him and get somewhere in that 20-point range. At the running back position, we're going to go obvious and go with Nick Chubb. Uh, he's going up against the Chargers, and he's just had a good season all season. So uh, you got the Chargers who are 29th against uh, the running back position. He's projected 18.1 fantasy points, and the Chargers give up 29.9 fantasy points per game to the running back position, and they've given up five total touchdowns. Does that mean Kareem Hunt also gets in on this game? Probably, but uh, Nick Chubb has proven to be the workhorse so far this year. 22 carries, 17 carries, 23 carries, and 19. And he's got 300-yard rushing games. So, And he's got five total touchdowns with uh, three straight games with a touchdown. So huge, huge, and I, I love him for this week. At the wide receiver position, let's take C.D. Lamb. I just talked about uh, him a little earlier. Finally having those productive games that you drafted him for, 20 uh, points in the last two weeks. And uh, he's the wide receiver seven so far. Averaging 21.7. Like I said, he's got back-to-back fantasy weeks with 20 points or more. 
And the Rams give up 51.6 points on average to the wide receiver position. Um, Yeah, sure, Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz will get in on that. But a majority of those points are going to go to C.D. Lamb. I really like him for this week. Then the tight end position. Uh, I try to not go obvious, but it was just tough this week. There's There's not a whole lot. If we take a look at all of the uh, tight ends this week, uh, I'm just not in love with any of them. Like TJ Hawkinson, maybe, but if Amon Ross St. Brown's back, I see him just sliding back to the role he was in. Uh, Zach Ertz going up against a pretty good defense. So I have to go obvious here with Travis Kelsey going up against the Raiders. He's projected 17.8. He had his second 20-point game in week four with 24.2 fantasy points. And Vegas just not very good against the tight end. Uh, if, if you look at Travis Kelsey, he is now the tight end one on the year. Has 26 fantasy points in week one, 10, 17, and 24 last week. Three three weeks with a touchdown. I think he continues that this week. So give me those guys for my love list of the week. Um, I didn't put any hates on here. I, I did miss that, but... We're just going to roll with it. So thanks for watching today, guys. Join tomorrow. We will have Dylan Corbett on the show for the Lucky Bets podcast. Um, See see where we came out of last week. Uh, See who won our DFS, what prop bets, who won those. Uh, So it's going to be a fun fun show. And then join again on Twitch, 9 o'clock on Thursday morning um, before we get to the Thursday night games uh, for the game day show. But that is it for today. Thanks for joining, guys, and we will see you tomorrow with Dylan Corbett.